And welcome into 444.com Samosa Acura Podcast. As always, I'm joined by John Paulson. I'm Anthony Stalter. Appreciate you joining us. JP, how you doing today? Uh, I'm decent. It's uh, getting towards the end of the season. Looking forward to uh, the holiday weekend and um, New Year's and getting into a new new year because 2020 uh, was, wasn't great. So let's get into 2021. I hope it's better. <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't know what you mean by that. I don't know if you have any <laughs> examples of that, but uh, <laughs> uh, I want to give everybody an update on your, on your Fantasy Pros rankings. But first, tell us about the music that brought us in. Uh, yeah, I figured why not uh, keep the holiday spirit going. We had uh, 2,000 Miles uh, last week by The Pretenders. Uh, this is probably my favorite Christmas song, uh, Christmas rapping uh, by The Waitresses, and that's our, no, not not rapping like, uh, you know, <laughs> Run DMC or something, but uh, W-R-A-P-P-I-N-G is how it's spelled, uh, like the paper. Um, it was released in 1981 uh, on a compilation record, but uh, you can find it on Spotify uh, as well. Uh, so check it out. All right. Before we get into the injury news and notes, some sneaky starts, some of the things we have for you on the podcast today, John, I do want you to update everybody on your Fantasy Pros rankings. We, we did this last week, and it looks like you're drawing closer to the number one guy. Yeah, Pat uh, Fitzmorris is sitting in first place, and it uh, looks like I cut the lead in half last week with a number six finish uh, for week 14, so that was great. I've had a few good uh, rankings in a row. I'm hoping I can continue it this week. I would say that the Thursday night game was a mixed bag. We can talk about that a little bit later. Uh, but yeah, uh, two weeks left. Uh, see if I can uh, pull a third uh, third title out. We'll see. Let's talk about Drew Brees. So Drew Brees will start on Sunday for the Saints against the Chiefs, according to ESPN NFL insider Adam Schefter. This is a dramatic turnaround from what we saw two week, two two days ago, which is that the Saints were going to bring him along slowly. Looked like the injury was going to take a little bit more, uh, take take a little bit longer to recover from. How does this impact the Saints' skill position players, and how strong of a start is it for Brees in his first game back? Uh, I'm a little reluctant. I was running the numbers today, and I'm a little reluctant to rank him too high. I mean, it is a home game against uh, uh, the Chiefs, and it should be a high-scoring game. Uh, the The line and the over/under haven't changed a whole lot yet, and I'm waiting to see if there's some sort of impact there. I may uh, update the projections again, but when I uh, initially put him in the rankings here, he he was in it like uh, 14 or 15. Um, he just is. I mean, he hasn't been this, the same Drew Brees as we've seen in years past. Not pushing the ball down the field as much, and the thing that I'm sort of concerned about is that they continue to pull him in red zone situations for Taysom Hill. Uh, you know, prime scoring opportunities uh, for Hill, who's you know good running the ball and he can. I mean, he's pro- proven he can throw it and uh, a little bit better than people thought. Um, so. Th- all those things combined make me a little bit leery. Uh, if, if the total jumps a bit more, I mean, it was at 51.5, I think, to start the week, and then now it's at 52.5, but the spread is still uh, Chiefs by three. Um, it's just obviously Vegas is not seeing this as a huge impact on the game, and so the stats aren't going to change a whole lot. Now, for the Saints, they're not going to run the ball as heavy as they probably would have with, with Hill. Uh, at quarterback, so there is some more passing uh, yardage available, etc. It's good for Alvin Kamara because you know Breeze will dump the ball to him seven to eight times a game if he can if he can do it. 
Um, it's probably good for Michael Thomas, too, if he can get healthy enough to play, but he missed practice um, on Wednesday and Thursday, so we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Uh, so for all those reasons, uh, you're you're probably happy about this if you're a Kamara owner. Uh, you're pretty happy about this if you're a Breeze owner and you've been trying to stream the position, but I don't think he's a no-brainer start this week. I, there is a potential for this to become a shootout uh, with the Chiefs on the other side uh, of the football, but... Um, it hasn't. It hasn't really led to a lot of pass happy opponents uh, game plans for for the Chiefs opponents. I think what the, what the Saints will try to do is run the ball, uh, keep the Chiefs off the field. The Chiefs defense has trouble stopping the run, so if they can chew up time and chew up the clock and make it a shorter game, the, the Saints have a better chance of winning. Let's talk about another quarterback in Giants starter, Daniel Jones, dealing with hamstring and ankle injuries, took limited practice reps again on Thursday. The Giants don't play until Sunday night against the Browns. I can't imagine that a lot of people are starting Daniel Jones, John, or maybe you want to correct me on that, but talk about some of the skill position players for the Giants if it's Colt McCoy over Daniel Jones. Yeah, I wanted to mention this because it really, I guess it doesn't matter <laughs> if you're Colt McCoy right now or if it's Daniel Jones, it's probably the same for Sterling Shepard, uh, Evan Ingram, uh, et cetera, in the, in the Giants passing game. There just isn't enough of a pie for everybody to produce like we sort of thought they would. I mean, we thought Jones might take a big step forward this year, and um, it just hasn't come to fruition. The, the passing yardage and touchdowns just aren't there to support uh, Slayton, Shepard, Ingram, and Golden Tate. Um, and imagine if Saquon Barkley was in the mix as well. So uh, just a lot of these guys are not – real startable I think if the, the good news is I think for Ingram if if McCoy starts he's probably the the biggest beneficiary of that because he was targeted pretty heavily in the last game they, they played together one more quarterback let's talk about Lions Math Lions Matthew Stafford rib and right thumb he's been dealing with the right right thumb injury for a while missed practice again Thursday Chase Daniel would draw the start if Stafford can't play so talk to us about the Lions skill position players yeah, I'm leaving Stafford in the rankings right now. He's a tough guy. I, I, you know, I think he'll try to gut it out. But if we get into Friday, Friday later today or Saturday, um, and he's rolled out, then I'm gonna have to make the change to Chase Daniel, and that will drastically change the the makeup of this offense. He's more of a dinker dunker, and maybe it'll help uh, DeAndre Swift a little bit. But you know, Marvin Jones probably isn't going to catch a long ball or as many as he would with uh, with Stafford, and uh, it just kind of diminishes the offense as a whole. Let's move on to some running backs. Dolphins running back, Sylvan Ahmed, dealing with the shoulder injury, took limited practice reps again on Thursday. Ahmed may be able to return on Sunday as the Dolphins host the Patriots. Yeah, Miles Gaskin's going to miss uh, the game. So uh, my assumption is if, if Ahmed's back, and uh, I think I think Braid is back, but if – if Ahmed's back, he's probably going to lead this backfield in, in touches. DeAndre Washington didn't do anything to win the job, and they were favoring Ahmed prior to the injury. Other running backs that we want to discuss, starting off with James Conner, Steelers. He's got the quad injury, mispractice on Thursday. Correct me if I'm wrong, but did, did you have Benny Snell as one of your sneaky starts? I know we might get to that a little bit later on, but I was looking at your article yesterday. Uh, talk to us about Benny Snell, regardless yeah. of if, you, if he's a sneaky starter or not. Yeah, I got some. I got some. He was. He is in the. He is in the article. Um, I got a question about him too. Like, you know, where would you rank him if Connor is out? And it wouldn't be that high. The last time we saw Benny Snell, I think he had eight carries for five yards as the lead back for against the uh, Washington football team. So, 
they started to work in um, Jalen Samuels in recent weeks, and Anthony McFarland's there too. So it's not like Snell's like going to get 15 to 20 carries for sure. It's, it is a nice matchup against the Bengals, though. So this is a game where the Steelers should 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 lead and should win, and should, there should be touchdowns available. So from that standpoint, maybe he's a you know a low end RB two, you know ranked in the 20s. I just don't feel comfortable uh, with with his workload in terms of, you know, how many carries he's going to get given that backfield's makeup. Cardinals running back Chase Edmonds dealing with the ankle injury. Mispractice again on Thursday. Head coach Cliff Kingsbury said that Edmonds is going to be a game-time decision for Week 15. Doesn't sound good. No, and, and this is good if you're a Kenyon Drake owner because, you know, if if Edmonds is out, you, you would expect uh, his snaps to spike. And for him to see some more passing down snaps, uh, the – the Cardinals play late on Sunday, so if it is a game time decision, you probably would. I mean, you're probably going to be starting Drake anyway. He's been the number five or six running back since week five. I mean, he had a little bit of a tough start to the season, but has uh, has come on and uh, is scoring a lot of touchdowns now. So um, you're probably starting him anyway. But if 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 Edmonds is out, he's going to be bumped up the rankings a little bit. Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott missed practice again on Thursday with a calf injury. Do you think that this is just kind of some, maybe not routine maintenance, because obviously he's dealing with the calf injury, but do you think this is just saving him for the game on Sunday? Yeah, I mean, he's just not 100% healthy. This offense is not really clicking on all cylinders like it would with Dak Prescott under center. Uh, the 49ers are a bad matchup. And if you look at last week, um, the, the, the touches were pretty split uh, evenly between him and Tony Pollard. So the fact that he's not practicing as of, or yeah, mispractice again on Thursday indicates that his calf is not any closer to hundred percent. So I wouldn't expect a bigger workload or bigger uh, share in the backfield if he does play on Sunday. Washington running back Antonio Gibson dealing with the toe injury, mispractice again on Thursday. Gibson was spotted working on the side at Thursday's practice. Uh, Gibson is hell when well, but do you think that he's going to (laughs) play on Sunday against Seattle? I know 444 subscribers are very interested, and a lot of 444 subscribers have Antonio Gibson because we had him ranked uh, fairly high all summer, uh, even prior to the Darius Geis uh, situation and his release. Um, he was our number one value on the, on the board for most of the summer. And he, his value spiked late in the, in the year when a lot of people draft. So um, I think, or late in the summer when a lot of people draft, but this is like the first step for, for him and it's progress. And, you know, potentially he could rush and get back on the field for the, a game against the Seahawks. So the, you know, Washington's in the playoff hunt. Uh, they're sitting atop their division um, so it does behoove them to try to get their best players on the field if possible. Uh, you'd, you'd rather see this, that he's working on the side than, than have him be a, a did not practice uh, completely and not spotted at practice at all. Patriots running back Damian Harris dealing with the ankle injury was added to the injury report Thursday after taking limited reps. Not great when you see an injury pop up midweek. Yeah, we'll have to see what he does uh, today. If he's out, you're looking at Sony Michelle as probably the, the lead back with James White uh, rotating in. Buccaneers running back Ronald Jones got a finger injury. He was removed from the injury report Thursday. He's been placed on the reserve COVID list and is also recovering from finger surgery. So not not great news, but he does have a good matchup against Atlanta. Yeah, he's probably going to miss, and that's the, the that's the thing. And, and with Jones, he had a good the the good little run here. Uh, Fournette was out 
last week as a healthy scratch. So I think the question for a lot of owners is like, who's going to carry the ball? Uh, you know, is LaShawn McCoy or Kashawn Vaughn um, ahead of Fournette now? But Bruce Arians has already confirmed that if Jones misses, that Fournette will step back into the lead role. And so he's a sneaky start against uh, the Falcons this week. 49ers running back Raheem Mostert. Ankle injury, did return to limited practice reps Thursday after missing practice on Wednesday. Do you like him against the Cowboys? I'm actually really interested to see if he plays because he had an MRI early in the week, and usually when a player has an MRI on Monday or Tuesday, they're not playing on Sunday. You know, It's usually a bad enough of an injury that they are held out, uh, but they seem fairly optimistic that Mostert's going to be able to play. So this is important from you know the standpoint of Jeff Wilson was looking like he was going to be the lead back and, you know, for sure be the lead back or as, as sure as you can be with a Kyle Shanahan offense. Um, but if Mostert is back, now you're wondering how this is going to be split. I still think Wilson is a pretty decent sneaky start, even if Mostert plays, because he should uh, see 12 to 15 uh, touches and maybe even more if, if they want to uh, reduce Mostert's role, allow him to play, but, you know, reduce his role to keep him relatively healthy. Um, so it's a great matchup against the Cowboys, which is why this is fairly important and, and, you know, I know some owners are out there hoping they can start Wilson this week, so you just got to stay tuned. Let's get to some injury news for wide receivers. Texans wide receiver Brandon Cooks got the neck injury, took limited practice reps again on Thursday. Cooks is expected to return this week, but he's not out of the woods yet. The Colts have struggled defensively over the last month or so, but it's still a pretty good unit overall. What do you think about Brandon Cooks? Uh, this is a... I mean, I think Cooks will be a low-end wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three if he's able to play. Um, And this is, again, important because Deshaun Watson is dealing with a very short deck there in Houston. Um, Kiki QT and Chad Hansen are rounding out the receiving core right now. Uh, Watson's able to score... Uh, without a lot of his guys, but we saw that you know last week against the Bears that he didn't he put up a QB two you know I don't know he was QB eighteen or nineteen on the week I don't know where where he ended up finishing he had a, a rushing touchdown taken away which might have changed things and uh, Jordan Atkins dropped a touchdown pass um, but you know if he gets Cooks back that makes him you know at least gives him some weapons to fight with against the Colts. Panthers wide receiver DJ Moore, not injury-related, took limited practice reps again on Thursday. This is probably a situation we're just going to have to see what happens on Friday and Saturday, right? Yeah, he's off the COVID list now, which is the important thing. He missed last week due to that. Uh, Curtis Samuel, a little iffy. So we can skip him later uh, in this talk, uh, just kind of handle both of these receivers at the same time. Uh, Samuel popped up. is a midweek downgrade, so we'll see. the The game is on Saturday, uh, Saturday night, so they don't have a, you know he, Samuel doesn't have as much time to get healthy or get get himself sorted. So we'll see if he's active. But if Moore's back, you know you're you're up against a, a pretty good Packers secondary. But the Packers also give up a lot of points. They jump out to leads. They have a tendency to jump out to leads. So there's more passes pass attempts against them than than teams would probably like. Uh, Christian McCaffrey's remaining out, um, so I think Moore should play a pretty big role coming off this uh, reserve COVID list along with Robbie Anderson and Curtis Samuel in the passing game. Dolphins wide out, Devontae Parker, hamstring injury, took limited practice reps again Thursday. What do you you think about his potential to not only play on Sunday but play well against the Patriots? Yeah, this is a little surprising because Parker was uh, knocked out of the game and um, didn't return uh, last week. And I'm surprised to see that he's practicing, but the, the Dolphins are 
fighting for a playoff spot. They're eight and five. So um, obviously it behooves them to uh, have their players out. It's the second time I use the word behooves, by the way, in this podcast. <laughs> uh, but this is good news for uh, Tua and, uh, you know, maybe Lynn Bowden is, isn't as much of a sneaky start if Parker is available because Parker is going to soak up seven to ten targets if he's, if he's out there. Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas mispractice again on Thursday. This would certainly be, you know, of course, in 2020 with Michael Thomas, Drew Brees comes back and then Michael Thomas doesn't play or something like that, John. It's just like the, the, the owners of Michael Thomas's luck, and I'm one of them. Uh, what do you think about his prospects of playing on Sunday? Yeah, I do the, I do the injury reports for 4 for 4 so I'm looking at them every day at around 1 or 2 o'clock my time. Um, seeing who's upgraded and downgraded. One of the things you learn to look at over the years is, you know, how a, a player's routine has changed from week to week. So AJ Brown misses a practice, you know, he practices on Wednesday, misses on Thursday, and then is back on Friday. And that becomes the norm for him. Then you're not worried about him missing on Thursday or being downgraded on Thursday. Uh, in this case, Michael Thomas last week, uh, was limited Wednesday and Thursday, and it was full on Friday. So this is definitely, you know, missing Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, we'll see what he does today, but this is definitely a downgrade from last week. So now I'm, I'm actually worried about his status for Sunday. Maybe he re-injured that ankle. Uh, we'll see what he's able to do today, and, and whether or not he'll. Be, you know, they maybe they're just trying to rest him as much as possible before a, you know a big game against the Chiefs on uh, Sunday. Rams wide receiver Robert Woods dealing with a thigh injury did not practice on Wednesday. They've got a great matchup against the Jets. Of course, if they get up big, John, you might you might see a lot of Cam Akers as opposed to Jared Goff, Robert Woods, and Cooper Cup. But talk to us about Woods. Yeah, I guess. Uh... Sean McVay has confirmed that Woods is going to play, so this is uh, not a big deal. Plus, we're getting uh, you know information late from the West Coast when they um, you know they practice late, so I don't always get it in a timely fashion. This this actual update is from Wednesday, so you know looking at Thursday, I don't know if we're seeing any update on Woods yet. So upgrades to limit on th- limited on Thursday. So. He should be fine to play against the Jets, and he's a great start. Uh, they all are against the Jets. <laughs> Broncos tight end Noah Fant, he's sick, took full practice reps again on Thursday, so it's not necessarily a matter of if he's going to face the Buffalo Bills, but what do you think about his matchup? Yeah, rumor has it that there was uh, food poisoning that ran through the, the Broncos' uh, locker room. I don't know how that happens, but – uh, it's a bad pizza or something, and he was uh, vomiting. That's why he had to leave the game last week. But he should be fine to play this week. One, two other tight ends I want to talk to you about. Dolphins tight end Mike Gusecki, shoulder injury, returned to limited practice reps Thursday after missing Wednesday's practice. How have the Patriots looked against tight ends? I, I think Gusecki, it's a surprise that he's available. Like I think he had a, it looked like it was going to be a pretty bad injury, and the fact that he's back and playing uh, in practice uh, is a good sign for him. Uh, a little bit surprising, so I'm not fully convinced he's going to play yet. Um, but if he's out there, he'll be you know ranked in the top 12. He's been coming on lately. And then one other tight end I wanted to ask you about, Austin Hooper of the Browns. Neck injury, took limited practice reps again on Thursday. What do you think about him on Sunday night? He's supposed to be back, and um, he just hasn't. I think prior to the appendectomy, it looked like he was ramping up his his usage, but uh, you know he hasn't uh, taken advantage of it. Uh, you know, in the last couple of weeks when he's been out there. Um, so I think he's probably going to play, but uh, I would rank him more as a, a tight end two as opposed to a tight end one. 
Thursday Night Football, you had mentioned that some of the rankings that you, you know, you were going through on, uh, you know, leading up to this game on Thursday, you wanted to, to talk about certain aspects. I'll throw some numbers at you, though. Justin Herbert, what a stud this kid is. 22 of 32 last night, 314 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. He also rushed the game-winning score in overtime last night. Austin Eckler, 13 carries, 60 yards. For him, he was the leading back. Kalen Balage only saw eight carries, 11 yards, but he did score the touchdown. I mentioned Herbert scored the other rushing touchdown. You had uh, Hunter Henry, five catches on seven targets, 65 yards and a touchdown. Johnson, three catches on five targets, 61 yards and a touchdown. And then uh, Guyton was four catches on six targets for 91 yards. Your observations on the Chargers. Yeah, if anybody was watching my Twitter feed yesterday, I did post a couple of videos from Instagram kind of going over what was happening with Keenan Allen. And, you know, early in the day, Mike Williams was supposed to be out, was not expected to play. Keenan Allen was a game-time decision and extremely iffy. And if he did play, he'd be limited. And then video surfaced of them running routes. They both ran routes. And then the, the person that took the video indicated that they both gave a thumbs up that they were going to play. Um, and then you know, word came out that it was going to be, he was going to be, Keenan Allen was the important one here, not so much Mike Williams. He's been so spotty that I don't think anybody was really considering starting him. Um, but Keenan Allen uh, was the key because he has been carrying fantasy uh, owners into the playoffs and, and I'm sure owners wanted to have him available. Um, you know, last year when he was a surprise active against the Bears, he played 69% of the snaps. Uh, he saw 10 targets, so that gave people hope. Uh, he also apparently told the camera, um, don't sit me uh, prior to the game. So I think a lot of people took his advice. And he uh, you know, looked pretty good on the first drive, caught a 17-yard pass um, on the first drive and thought, you know, we thought maybe he would end up with a good, good day. But unfortunately, that's all he caught. And it's just a tough situation when a player is limited and you know you're watching you're standing watching watching him stand there in the sideline um during first and second down only coming in on third downs or in the red zone and then in the red zone uh herbert's not even really looking his way in the second half to throw him the ball so clearly it wasn't 100 percent. i don't know why the chargers would play play a player that's not 100 percent uh they're out of the playoff hunt i guess they're just trying to get wins and save uh, anthony lynn's job at this point um so from a fantasy standpoint, pretty frustrating day. I would have preferred him just to be out, and I think most owners would have after this 1-for-17 outing as well because at least they have a chance to find a good game somewhere else on the waiver wire or on their bench. Um, so I share your frustration. We started him in uh, FFPC, sort of. We had Deontay Johnson on the bench. We were wavering between the two, and we sort of wanted to keep Deontay on the bench as a, you know, as a safety in case, you know, um, one of our other players, other starters got hit with COVID or an injury and, and couldn't play. And we wanted to be able to bring him off. And, and we thought that, um, you know, having Keenan, if he puts up 20 points against the Raiders, that uh, that would be kind of a, a contrarian play and allow, allow us to move up the, dra- uh, the, the, the championship board a little bit. But it, uh, it backfired. Those things happen with fantasy. On the other side, the Raiders, tough tough blow for anybody that started Derek Carr. So he was 3-5 of five for 53 yards. He was also marching the Raiders down the field when he injured his groin on, I 
yeah, it was the Raiders' first offensive possession, I believe, and it was on a play where he couldn't decide whether or not he was going to run or throw, and he wound up being caught in between, injured the groin, and, and that was it for him. Marcus Mariota was surprising. He played pretty well, 17 of 28, 226 yards, had a touchdown interception. He also rushed nine times for 88 yards and a touchdown, and he looked like he was – playing more emphatically than I had seen at any point in his career. Josh Jacobs, 26 carries, 76 yards. He did score, so his fantasy night was pretty good. Caught three passes for 38 yards as well. Darren Waller, typical Darren Waller night, 12 targets, nine catches, 150 yards and a touchdown. The dude is just unstoppable. And then Nelson Aguilar was the only other guy that was kind of worth mentioning from from the Raiders wide receiver standpoint. Four catches, eight targets, 49 yards for Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, and on Mariota, he's it's it's interesting to see him come in and play pretty well. You you think back to his rookie year, nineteen touchdowns, ten interceptions, uh, seven point six yards per attempt. You know, pretty good rookie season. Then his second year, twenty six touchdowns, nine interceptions, uh, again seven point six yards per attempt. You know, he can run the ball pretty. Pretty accurate, 61-62% those first two seasons, and then things started to go downhill uh, in terms of his production um, and eventually got usurped by uh, Ryan Tannehill's playing, you know, fantastic in that same offense, uh, same offensive design anyway, uh, with the, with Derrick Henry there at running back, et cetera. So interested to see if Mariota gets another chance as somebody's starter after a pretty good game here, and then you know, how does he close the season um, you know, Carr probably with a, with a groin strain is probably going to miss a few games. And you know, looking at the final box score for the for the Raiders, you know, Carr averaged 10.6 yards per attempt on his five attempts. They ended up with 276 yards passing, a touchdown, and interception, uh, along with Marcus Mariota's touchdown. Carr probably ends up with two two seventy two eighty and two touchdowns if he is able to play this whole game. So it's it's a bummer for him and his owners that uh, started him this week, but injuries happen. Let's wrap it up with some sneaky starts, one of my favorite times of the week. Let's go over some quarterbacks first, starting off with Kirk Cousins, who up until last week, I mean, Kirk Cousins was a fantastic start over the last month plus, and he, he has the Bears. Uh, he's only 1-3 and three against the Bears over his career, but that doesn't mean it's not a good matchup. So sneaky starts, starting off with quarterbacks, John. Let's talk about Kirk Cousins. Yeah, and Cousins wasn't brutal last week. He ended up with 41 yards rushing, 17.1 fantasy points, so not too bad, but he had three touchdowns. Uh, passes in three straight games prior to that game against the Bucks, so he's been pretty much on fire. Uh, the Bears' pass defense has been uh, slipping a little bit. Um, they did well against Watson, Deshaun Watson, but he had no receivers really to speak of, or very few. Uh, Matthew Stafford had 402 and three touchdowns, and Aaron Rodgers had 211 uh, yards and four touchdowns. Um, and then you look at Cousins against the Bears back in Week 10, 292 yards and two touchdowns. At, you know this game at home um, he's got two hot receivers he's got Irv Smith at uh, tight end Dalvin Cook to throw to I think it's a a pretty good uh, matchup for Cousins you also like the other quarterback in this matchup old Mitchie football yeah Mitchie football uh, he's been he's been good the last two weeks yeah 267 and three touchdowns against the Texans I mean the Texans are brutal just brutal um, which is why you want to start T.Y. Hilton this week uh, Trubisky <laughs> Had three touchdowns against the Packers. He had a couple, three interceptions in that game as well. Uh, he had 267 yards and a touchdown against the Lions in Week 13. He can run a little bit. Uh, the Vikings 
pass defense is improving a little bit, but they gave up two touchdowns, 8.52 yards per attempt to Tom Brady last week, uh, 281 yards and a touchdown to Mike Glennon, 267 yards and a touchdown to Teddy Bridgewater, and then three touchdowns to uh, Andy Dalton in recent weeks. So some not so great, not elite quarterbacks have been putting up decent fantasy numbers against the Vikings. I think uh, the Vikings will score some points in this one, so the Bears are going to have to keep up. I think this could, you know, is a kind of a sneaky, sneaky over on this one. You had mentioned better start T.Y. Hilton this week. Well, how about his teammate Naheem Hines? Because as you mentioned, Houston is just awful. So Hines makes the list as one of your running back sneaky starts. Yeah, I mean, Jonathan Taylor is a must start at this point, uh, especially in this matchup. But the secondary type player like Hines could also score a touchdown or two and end up with, you know, 70, 80, 90 yards in total because he catches the ball as well. Uh, Houston has yielded an average 185 total yards, 5.26 yards per carry, and 1.4 touchdowns to opposing backfields uh, in the last five games. And he's been, you know, Hines has been consistently seeing, you know, 8 to 12 touches per game with with, uh, uh, Taylor coming on. So I think he'll have a role in in just a tasty matchup against uh, the Texans. Another running back we wanted to get to, Gus Edwards of the Ravens. He takes on the Jaguars on Sunday. Nice matchup for him. Yeah, the 29th and adjusted fantasy points allowed to running backs. Uh, the Ravens have an implied total uh, of 30 points this week, so they're expecting him to score at least three, four touchdowns. Um, and get Edwards had two last week. I think the key here is that they, I don't know if they're going to continue, but Ingram played like one snap last week. So if it's really Dobbins and Edwards as the backfield, then Edwards is startable um, because he's likely to, 50, 60 yards uh, running and maybe have a touchdown as well. So I have him ranked in the 30s as an RB3 type. Um, but he's more startable, I think, now than in years in weeks past because the Ingram's role has been diminishing. I mean, that may change, but against the Jaguars, um, this sets up well for, for the uh, Ravens running backs. Moving on to some wide receiver sneaky starts about Lynn Bowden of the Dolphins. Yeah, they're, they're just so – the Dolphins are so uh, – demolished at receiver although Parker might be able to play this week if Parker does play then you're downgrading Bowden a little bit but he had he caught uh, seven of nine targets for 82 yards last week against the Chiefs and was basically the primary uh, pass catcher for Miami with uh, Jakeem Grant and Devontae Parker out so I think even if Parker's back you can you can play with Bowden and you probably get a you know 10 15 points uh, PPR formats and maybe he scores a touchdown. And then uh, Rashard Higgins is another guy, and you, you've been kind of touting him for a while, but of course there's been just horrendous weather, especially wind impacting Cleveland Browns home games this year. But Rashard Higgins makes the list as the Browns travel to East Rutherford on Sunday to take on the Giants. Yeah, I think helping his case a little bit is that Bradbury's going to miss. He's the best cornerback uh, that the Giants have. He's going to be out. Um, so... Uh, Baker Mayfield has been coming on. He's gotten hot and uh, throwing the ball a lot better. Higgins is a touchdown maker as well. Uh, it t- tends to to score. He had six for 95 and a touchdown and six for 68 and a touchdown on 19 total targets over the last two weeks. Um, so I think with Bradbury out, you can start him with reasonable confidence as a low-end wide receiver three, high-end wide receiver four. Let's wrap things up with some tight ends. Irv Smith of the Vikings, he's been somebody that has been pretty good when Kyle Rudolph is out. Yeah, and he looks like Rudolph's going to miss again. Chicago is 29th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to tight ends, so this is definitely a weak spot of this defense. Uh, Smith had four for 63 and a touchdown on four targets last week. Kind of splitting time, and he was questionable coming into the game, but he played, and you know, hopefully he's a little bit more healthy this week. But I think in this game, 
I have you know I have him ranked at 13 I think in half PPR I think he's a almost a low end tight end one high end tight end two uh, the Bears gave up uh, 84 yards to TJ Hawkinson's five for 67 and a touchdown to Baby Kittle um, also known as Robert Tanyan <laughs> uh, he uh, Smith missed the last game against the Bears and Rudolph had four for 63 against them and then uh, John U. Smith had two for 32 and a touchdown uh, against Chicago so it's a good matchup and then finally. Cole Komet makes your sneaky starts list again. He's the tight end for the Bears. Well, a lot of Bears and Vikings on this list today. Uh, you must the over. Has, yeah, Komet has taken over this job uh, and is out, you know, out snapping Jimmy Graham. Graham had a touchdown last week, but uh, Komet has been playing uh, starter snaps. Uh, the Vikings are 24th in Justin Fantasy points, a lot of tight ends. Uh, and Komet has seven targets in back-to-back weeks. So that's that's tight end one type usage. Uh, he had five for 37 and a touchdown against Detroit and then four for 41 against uh, Houston uh, last week. All right, great stuff as always. John, you can follow him on Twitter at John underscore, I'm sorry, at 444 underscore John. I'm at Anthony Stalter if you want to follow me as well. Good luck. We know that you're either in your first week for playoffs or your second week for playoffs. So, Hopefully the advice continues to help you. And, again, good luck to you, and we'll see you next time, next Friday on 444.com's The Most Accurate Podcast. Should have